0: Section forty-two of Inquire Within upon everything. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marianne. Inquire Within upon everything by Robert kemp Philp. Section forty-two. Thirteen ninety-seven swimming. Every person should endeavor to acquire the power of swimming. The fact that the exercise is a healthful accompaniment of bathing. And that lives may be saved by it, even when least expected, is a sufficient argument for the recommendation. The art of swimming is, in reality, very easy. The first consideration is not to attempt to learn to swim too hastily. That is to say, you must not expect to succeed in your efforts to swim until you have become accustomed to the water and have overcome your repugnance to the coldness and novelty of bathing. Every attempt will fail until you have acquired a certain confidence in the water, and then the difficulty will soon vanish. What thou canst do thyself, commit not to another. 1398. Dr. Franklin's Advice to Swimmers The only obstacle to improvement in this necessary and life-preserving art is fear, and it is only by overcoming this timidity that you can expect to become a master of the following acquirements. It is very common for novices in the art of swimming to make use of cork or bladders to assist in keeping the body above the water. Some have utterly condemned the use of them, However, they may be of service for supporting the body while one is learning what is called the stroke, or the manner of drawing in and striking out of the hands and feet that is necessary to produce progressive motion. But you will be no swimmer till you can place confidence in the power of the water to support you. I would therefore advise the acquiring of that confidence in the first place, especially as I have known several who, by a little practice necessary for that purpose, have insensibly acquired the stroke taught as it were by nature the practice i mean is this choosing a place where the water deepens gradually walk coolly into it till it is up to your breast. then turn around your face to the shore and throw an egg into the water between you and the shore it will sink to the bottom and be easily seen there if the water be clear it must lie in the water so deep that you cannot reach to take it up but by diving for it to encourage yourself in order to do this Reflect that your progress will be from deep to shallow water, and that at any time you may, by bringing your legs under you and standing on the bottom, raise your head far above the water, then plunge under it with your eyes open, which must be kept open on going under as you cannot open the eyelids for the weight of the water above you, throwing yourself toward the egg and endeavoring by the action of your hands and feet against the water to get forward till within reach of it. In this attempt you will find that the water buoys you up against your inclination, that it is not so easy to sink as you imagine, and that you cannot, but by active force, get down to the egg. Thus you feel the power of the water to support you, and learn to confide in that power, while your endeavors to overcome it and reach the egg teach you the manner of acting on the water with your feet and hands, which action is afterwards used in swimming to support your head higher above the water, or to go forward through it. 1399. Advice to Swimmers. 2. I would the more earnestly press you to the trial of this method, because I think I shall satisfy you that your body is lighter than water, and that you might float in it a long time with your mouth free for breathing, if you would but put yourself into a proper posture, and would be still, and forbear struggling. Yet, till you have obtained this experimental confidence in the water, I cannot depend upon your having the necessary presence of mind to recollect the posture and the directions i give you relating to it the surprise may put all out of your mind 1400 advice to swimmers three. though the legs arms and head of a human body being solid parts are specifically somewhat heavier than fresh water as the trunk particularly the upper part of it from its hollowness is so much lighter than water so the whole of the body taken together is too light to sink wholly under the water but some part will remain above until the lungs become filled with water, which happens when a person, in the fright, attempts breathing while the mouth and nostrils are underwater. 1401. Advice to Swimmers 4. The legs and arms are specifically lighter than salt water and will be supported by it, so that a human body cannot sink in salt water, though the lungs were filled as above, but from the greater specific gravity of the head, therefore a person throwing himself on his back in salt water and extending his arms may easily lie so as to keep his mouth and nostrils free for breathing and by a slight motion of his hand may prevent turning if he should perceive any tendency to it 1402 advice to swimmers five. in fresh water if a man throw himself on his back near the surface he cannot long continue in that situation but by proper action of his hands on the water if he use no such action the legs and lower part of the body will gradually sink till he come to an upright position in which he will continue suspended the hollow of his breast keeping the head uppermost fourteen o three advice to swimmers six but if in this erect position the head be kept upright above the shoulders as when we stand on the ground the immersion will by the weight of that part of the head that is out of the water reach above the mouth and nostrils perhaps a little above the eyes so that a man cannot long remain suspended in water with his head in that position 1404 advice to swimmers 7 the body continuing suspended as before and upright if the head be leaned quite back so that the face look upward all the back part of the head being under water and its weight consequently in a great measure supported by it the face will remain above water quite free for breathing will rise an inch higher every inspiration and sink as much every expiration, but never so low as that the water may come over the mouth. 1405. Advice to Swimmers 8. If, therefore, a person unacquainted with swimming and falling accidentally into the water could have presence of mind sufficient to avoid struggling and plunging, and to let the body take this natural position, he might continue long safe from drowning, till, perhaps, help should come, for... As to the clothes, their additional weight when immersed is very inconsiderable, the water supporting it, though when he comes out of the water he will find them very heavy indeed. 1406. Advice to Swimmers, 9. But I would not advise any one to depend on having this presence of mind on such an occasion, but learn fairly to swim, as I wish all men were taught to do in their youth. They would on many occasions be the safer for having that skill, and on many more the happier as free from painful apprehensions of danger, to say nothing of the enjoyment in so delightful and wholesome an exercise. Soldiers, particularly, methinks, should all be taught to swim. It might be of frequent use, either in surprising an enemy or saving themselves, and if only I had now boys to educate, I should prefer those schools, other things being equal, where an opportunity was afforded for acquiring so advantageous an art, which, once learned, is never forgotten. 1407 advice to swimmers ten i know by experience that it is a great comfort to a swimmer who has a considerable distance to go to turn himself somewhat on his back and to vary in other respects the means of procuring a progressive motion 1408 advice to swimmers eleven when he is seized with a cramp in the leg the method of driving it away is to give the parts affected a sudden vigorous and violent shock which he may do in the air as he swims on his back 1409 advice to swimmers twelve during the great heats in summer there is no danger in bathing however warm we may be in rivers which have been thoroughly warmed by the sun but to throw oneself into cold spring water when the body has been heated by exercise in the sun is an imprudence which may prove fatal i once knew an instance of four young men who having worked at harvest in the heat of the day with a view of refreshing themselves, plunged into a spring of cold water. Two died upon the spot, a third next morning, and the fourth recovered with great difficulty. A copious draft of cold water, in similar circumstances, is frequently attended with the same effect in North America. 14.10, advice to swimmers, 13. The exercise of swimming is of the most healthy and agreeable in the world. After having swum for an hour or two in the evening, one sleeps coolly the whole night even during the most ardent heat of summer perhaps the pores being cleansed the insensible perspiration increases and occasions this coolness it is certain that much swimming is the means of stopping diarrhoea of even producing a constipation with respect to those who do not know how to swim or who are affected with diarrhoea at a season which does not permit them to use that exercise a warm bath by cleansing and purifying the skin is found very salutary and often effects a radical cure. I speak from my own experience, frequently repeated, and that of others to whom I have recommended this. 1411. Advice to Swimmers 14. When I was a boy I amused myself one day with flying a paper kite, and approaching the banks of the lake, which was nearly a mile broad, I tied the string to a stake, and the kite ascended to a very considerable height above the pond while I went swimming in a little time being desirous of amusing myself with my kite and enjoying at the same time the pleasure of swimming i returned and loosened from the stake the string with the little stick which was fastened to it went again into the water where i found that lying on my back and holding the stick in my hand i was drawn along the surface of the water in a very agreeable manner having then engaged another boy to carry my clothes round the pond to a place which i pointed out to him on the other side i began to cross the pond with my kite which carried me quite over without the least fatigue, and with the greatest pleasure imaginable. I was only obliged occasionally to halt a little in my course, and resist its progress, when it appeared that by following too quickly I lowered the kite too much, by doing which occasionally I might rise it again. I have never since that time practiced this singular mode of swimming, and I think it not impossible to cross in this manner from Dover to Calais. 14.12 using life belts. Those who prefer the aid of belts will find it very easy and safe to make belts upon the plan explained in paragraphs 1370-1371, and by gradually reducing the floating power of the belts from day to day, they will gain confidence and speedily acquire the art of swimming. End of section 42.